0: Welcome to Women Wanting Women where we explore topics that matter to women like us. We talk about being a woman, attracting women, and becoming more powerful women by developing more self-confidence and always reaching for the next level in our self-actualization. I'm your hostess, lesbian love coach Jordana Michelle. And if you're interested in finding the woman of your dreams so you can be best friends who learn and grow together, share dreams together, have adventures together, and share passionate intimacy together, then also check out my website, womenwantingwomen.com, because it's packed with free resources that can help you. For example, there are free quizzes you can take. Including one that will tell you what might be standing in your way of finding love and another that will tell you what qualities the woman of your dreams will find most attractive about you when you meet her. There are free video tutorials you can watch that explain why women do the things they do and how you can navigate the frustrating world of lesbian dating with confidence even if you're feeling lonely and desperate. There are free guides you can download to learn the secrets of how to avoid rejection, heal from heartbreak, and find epic lesbian love. And there's a free matchmaking survey you can fill out in case I already know the woman of your dreams. All of that is available now on womenwantingwomen.com. And if you want lesbian dating advice from me more often, follow me on Instagram at jordana.michelle. Also, if you love this podcast and want to help me reach more people, then spread the word by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, telling what you love about Women Wanting Women and why you keep tuning in. And while you're there, subscribe and share it with a friend and let them know that hot lesbians are everywhere. But before we go any further, I have a question. How do you ask for what you want, even if you're afraid to say it? So much of success in life comes down to being able to make the ask. And on this episode of Women Wanting Women, we explore what this means in business and life with Rosala Carrington, founder of the Lesbian Pride social media groups that have around a million members across all the platforms. You can find those groups on Facebook and Instagram at lezz.pride. But before you do, stay tuned here for a really fun, wide-ranging conversation with Les Pride founder, Rosala Carrington. Rizala, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: Awesome. Thank you for having me. I, we've, we've riffed before, and I, I'm super excited to be, to be here and to connect with you.
0: We had like one awesome conversation and I've been looking forward to yeah. another one ever since. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited.
0: So I'm so glad I get to share you with my audience. Before we really get started, can you just give a little bit of backstory about Les Pride and how you got started? and?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, and I'm actually going to give a little insider tidbit, how we actually met and how I like cold called, like cold emailed you essentially. So I'm the founder of Lesbian Pride. The handle is at les, L-E-Z-Z dot pride. I started that community, that Facebook community, start off as a Facebook community only about almost 10 years ago. And I did it for fun. I was just trying to like, just see what, I was actually taking a a, a marketing class And they were talking about like building community and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, let me just build one on Facebook. And it just kind of blew up. And from there, I started a website, started a Instagram account, and we just launched a TikTok account. And it's just a place to kind of celebrate women who love women. And I I came across your podcast. I think I, I like cold emailed you a couple years ago, maybe and it got lost in the files. That was so bad of me. I got,
0: I, I found it later and I was like, how did I even miss this? This chick seems yeah. awesome.
1: Yeah, I was like, cause it was like women wanting women. I was like, what a great name. And then I was like, I, you essentially like, I was like, oh, I love what you're creating and what you do for women and le- essentially lesbians, us. And um, I, I, ch- I checked out a few podcasts at that time and I was just like, yeah, I just like, I think I just emailed you like, hey, I'd love to like connect and work together. And it was so funny, like, I sent that like, I don't know how long ago, but then you emailed me back like, uh, sorry, like, I think it was like, most people say that, like, I say it all the time, like, this got lost in my inbox, but I knew you meant it. I really genuinely meant it. I completely didn't see it. Yeah.
0: And I would have totally wanted to work together and do something. And then we talked and had this great conversation. Yeah. And I've been wanting you on the podcast ever since. Yeah, absolutely. So what are the kinds of things that people are doing on Lesbian Pride?
1: Yeah, so like right now it's still serving as a, mainly a, a social media platform where people can like engage with posts and stuff like that. On the back end, we have like a newsletter and we're actually coming out with some pretty fun new engagement tools where we're kind of like finding ways where we can connect each other. We have a club coming out where we're almost like a um, kind of like a way to meet people, like almost like a, we're calling it a Rainbow Mystery Club, where it's almost like a a place to kind of like connect with people. Who share the same interests as you, yeah. Like so, lesbian pride right now is still serving mainly as on the front front end as just a way to connect and, and engage with social media posts, funny meme style social media posts about women who love women.
0: That's so great. And other anyone who is a part of it can post there.
1: Right now, it be it's mainly just us posting and people engaging. Uh, we're wait working on a community where everyone can essentially like create their own posts and stuff like that. We did have a Facebook account. And it, uh, Excuse me, a Facebook group. Unfortunately, sometimes, and I think most of us know this, people kept slipping into our group that definitely weren't there with the best intentions. So we're trying to find ways to create a community where, like, it's for us. And I think everyone knows, when I say people, I meant, like, essentially bots and dudes trying to, like, pick up women. We're like, uh, we're all here for, like, other women.
0: <laughs> yeah, you want to let in the people that will be happy to meet, that we'll all be happy to meet, exactly. and then anyone who's being a predator.
1: Yeah, so it's, it, that's a great word, predator. We got a lot of like predators and like even like OnlyFans people. People were joining just to kind of get other women on their OnlyFans account and stuff like that. So that wasn't cool. So so it's like
0: I'm not looking to date you, but I want you to the kind of soliciting clients.
1: Exactly, and that wasn't like cool. So we're like trying to find a way to make real connections with actual people who want to meet you know other other women in the uh, lesbian community and we're just trying to find a way that's obviously it's not going to be perfect but we're just trying to find a way that's safe and fun and feels welcoming and not where people are trying to just like you know I'm, I'm trying to be you know careful with my words just because some people are they come in and they feel like oh am i doing the right can i join and stuff like that like yeah every if you identify as a woman you're absolutely welcome to join But some people who identify as women are coming in and I think that was a big, that was the most recent one. It was a lot of people soliciting clients for their platform.
0: And hey, sex work is real work. There's no issue with that. It is real work. That's not, this is, we're really a place maybe where women are looking for love and connection.
1: Exactly. And
0: then you're on two different pages. One person wants a client and another person wants real love and affection.
1: Yeah, and so for us, we, we were so right now we're working on something to connect other women with other women. That's what we're working on. But for, for, as far as the social media account is just serves as a pure like place to engage. And we do a lot of fun advice posts. That's the biggest one that people are engaging with is like, we do a lot of posts around like giving advice, which is pretty amazing. The community does a fantastic job of giving advice. So probably once or twice a week, we'll ask if people need advice. And we'll choose an advice topic that's appropriate for Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and we'll post it and people just comment and give their advice. And it's absolutely amazing. Like it's a lot of heartfelt and thought go into that. And it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful.
0: Have you learned any lessons from there? Like did someone give any piece of advice that
1: ever surprised you? Yes and yes, yes, I think I've learned a lot and I laughed a lot. some people give really funny advice too. <laughs> I think also the v- advice that makes the most impact is the, often the advice that has the least amount of words that I found, you know, people saying trust yourself and like be true to yourself and like you know advice that go along that and then and of course, they share their own story about that. I think yeah, advice when people are actually sharing their story. Has been super helpful. I think we had some advice with people having. I think the biggest top, one of the biggest topics is like lesbian bed death. And some people gave really good advice about like just reframing things and trying to figure out if it's, you know, emotional, hormonal. And like people were saying, hey, maybe just looking, like it wasn't just like, hey, it's not, maybe it's not that you're not attracted to each other. Maybe both, because we're, as women, we're not like guys. We have so much other things going on. Hormones play a huge account into how we function like as well as stress oh my god stress is the worst thing so like some of that advice was amazing we had another advice about and this is a big topic and we just talked about this is loneliness you know people feel lonely am not just like and i've seen people who have who have partners like i have the best partner and i feel lonely and i oftentimes struggle with loneliness too And it's like how do I find and I have an amazing partner. And even if you so so people right now listening, maybe maybe you don't have an amazing partner, but you still feel lonely. Maybe you have amazing family or amazing friends or 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 whatever, but you just there's missing pieces. Like there's like these holes in your life and and it feels lonely. Like for me, I've always struggled with friends. You know, I've always struggled with like um you know, I never really had like a click, you know, or like me neither. Right. Oh, we'll make each other we'll be each other's click. (laughs) Right on. So like I've never had that. And I've always considered myself almost like a drifter. Like, I think one of the things that was so painful to hear, I told my friend this and um, I said to her growing up and all the way to, 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 through school, I said, I always felt like a background actor in my own movie. When she said to me, she's like, wow, that's like incredibly sad and painful for my, she was my friend. She's like, it's so sad for me to hear. I told my wife then, she was like, I kind of want, she's like, I'm so sad, like I want to cry. Hearing you say that, because you're not a background actor.
0: No, you said you're the hero of your own
1: journey. Yeah, and that's kind of where I, I, you know, all through high school, from middle school, and I and I started realizing I am, and maybe some people don't see that. And how do I, how do I just navigate this world, this lonely world? And I think, and that's why I created, in the sense, to create a lesbian pride. And we're still trying to find ways to bridge this gap of like connecting people, not just like relationships, but with friendships, and just like even just having a safe place to just talk and vent and share but yeah some of the advice that I I read about loneliness just to get back a a little on topic was I think more people in this social media world more people are more lonely than they actually pretend that are more lonely than you see but it seems like they're not because social media makes it seem like oh I have this great friends I'm constantly posting stories
0: yeah they're posting the pictures where they're looking popular and busy and
1: yeah Yeah. And everyone's, everything seems fine. And then like you talk to them and and then they're like, yeah, I'm not doing that great. Partner and I aren't doing that great. Kid is getting on my nerves. And I think we don't see that because people don't want to share that, you know? And in a sense, no one really wants to see that either. And it's like, I'm already sad. I don't want to hear your, (laughs) you know, it's kind of like this weird conundrum we're in. We're like, we want to see the truth, but we also
0: wouldn't look at it if that was
1: what, if that was the only thing they were posting,
0: we wouldn't follow that account necessarily.
1: Exactly. You know, I'm not here to, you know, I'm already down. Why do you think I'm trying to numb myself with social media? You know? But yeah, people, some of the advice that people gave when people talk about loneliness is like, just getting out the house. And I do that too. I just get out, get myself a project. I stereotypically go to Home Depot. (laughs) It's a great store. It's a great, come on now. It has everything you need, you know, cleaning supplies, nails and you know, pieces of wood, you know, I feel that. Yeah. And another thing, some advice people gave was just like just trying new things. Like I I'm trying pickleball. And even though like I haven't I haven't really, you know, I met, actually I did, I, I met a couple people and everyone has their own lives now. They have kids there, you know, Pickleball is actually an older, like I noticed a lot of older people do it. So like literally grandparents are just kicking my butt, you know, just, yeah. and you know, like trying new things and people were just like saying like, just know that you're not alone was another thing. And
0: no, everyone's lonely in their yeah, own ways. Yeah. No yeah. one is, cause we don't live the way that our ancestors all lived in yeah. small communities, small mm. tribes. Mm-hmm. Surrounded with family, surrounded with people who prioritized you,
1: mm. we're in a different world. It, pros and cons, right? Like, I mean, I could, I would go nuts if I was close to my family. Honestly, I love you guys if you're listening to this, you know. But as much as I love my family, it would be tough to be that close all the time.
0: Yeah, and also we would have d- died of diseases and been, oh yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that sucked more about back then. Yeah.
1: Oh um, right. So yeah. it is
0: pros and cons.
1: Pros and cons, pros and cons. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's what's interesting. Who said it? Was it Michael Jackson? He said like, no, no, it was, it was Robin Williams. He said, I thought I always thought being lonely was the worst thing, but it's actually being surrounded by people and still feeling lonely. I think Robin Williams said that, right?
0: So tragic, yeah.
1: Yeah. So like, anyways, you know, I think it's one of these things, where like I, I want, you know, kind of make the, you know, bring it back to a little bit of light. What what I'm trying to do is with Lesbian Pride is trying to find ways to connect people in a way where it's fun and it's not overbearing and it's like over the same interest. And I think one thing that I'm, I'm learning is like the interest doesn't have to be because you're a lesbian. It could be because you're someone who likes your dog. That's a big one. Actually, that's a huge one. Or cat. We're huge animal people. Rescues is huge one, like kind of like almost like how people connect on things they're passionate about outside of like, oh yeah, we have a common, we have a common thing, common thing where we all happen to be lesbians, but we all love to rescue animals, or we all are um, in the same profession, you know. There's whatever. Like, so I'm trying to find ways to connect and, and build a community around interests, not just like having. Being a lesbian is one thing because I've noticed that just because you're like a lesbian, you're like, yeah,
0: right, that doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be friends with another lesbian, exactly.
1: Yeah, which is kind of, kind of there's like that running joke where, like, oh, I know my friend's a lesbian, I'll introduce you, and you're like, okay, like, that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> like what am I going to do with that, you know? Yeah. Um,
0: I have a question about the forum you were talking about, you've been referring to it as we, how big is your team?
1: Oh, we, yeah, so it's like I have a team of like four people, yeah, a team of four people, and my, I would say like, we're all either one of one. Of, my actual writer, she is a lesbian. We actually live, both live in LA and my other two members of my team, they're, they're, they're allies. So they help and they support. Yeah, it's pretty much, it. it's a small team of four, all part-time doing this, managing it, having fun. I'm looking to bring on a couple more people to help out with a couple of the projects I'm working on around, um, building like a, almost like a, I want to say like a, kind of like a matchmaking style, but we don't want, I don't want to be like a matchmaker, but almost like a, an automatic matching where people can match each other based on interest. Have you heard of the app? I think it's called Lunch Club. I haven't heard of it. Oh, okay. It's an app where you can kind of just meet people. Like the app just like connects you with people and you like have like a call. It's like a great way to meet new random people.
0: Yeah. Well, that'll certainly help people with their loneliness. It doesn't even need to be for dating. It's just... A cool yeah. Way
1: too. yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm looking to do. I'm working on something like that.
0: And especially if you're doing it within a defined community, you exactly. know, lesbians that like dogs.
1: Exactly, exactly. It, that's exactly it. So it's like almost like, you know, or even like, like where can, where can you mentor and where do you need mentorship? Almost like, like, oh, I'm somebody who is changing my career and I'm looking to chat with other marketers. And I can help them with style, muscle, you know, having to be very, you know, things like that. So I'm looking to try to match like where people can support each other in that sense too.
0: That makes a lot of sense. I think that people are really looking for new ways to meet each other. So yep, I'll, I'll love to see what you're doing with that. That's so cool. Oh yeah, for sure. I would
1: definitely, we'll be, I'll be back and we'll talk more about that. Absolutely.
0: So how did you find those four? Per- I mean, it's hard to bring people on and create a team. How'd you even find them?
1: Yep. Upwork. Right on. Yeah, I mean, at the time, I was looking for, like, part-time people, so, like, Upwork's the best place to, if you're looking for part-time work or if you need part-time help with, like, I want to say business-related stuff, like, you know, web design and, like, marketing and um, customer support, Upwork's the best place to go. Yeah. For sure.
0: You've been doing all kinds of businesses. This isn't, this Mm. this isn't the only, you've created a lot of things from the ground up and done a lot of consulting with other businesses, right?
1: Yes. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Will you tell a little bit about your career cuz you've been really a self-starter in a lot of ways, right?
1: Yeah, I'll give you guys a quick timeline, so bear with me. So I went to I went to I did the whole college thing, which I do think was like I don't know if I would recommend everyone go to college, but for me it was much needed. Like I I wanted I need I yeah, I needed to go to college just because like that was that was where I kind of came out of my shell and that's where I became I said before I felt like the background actor in my own movie that's where I became the star I took the star I took the leading role yeah my friend always said like you became like a social butterfly you know in college so that's what I needed college for so I did the whole college thing I probably could have dropped out after my first year but um I just finished it out And I got a degree in kinesiology exercise science cuz I wanted to be a, a PT and, um, but I saw how much it cost to be an actual PT. And I was like, Oh, like, it's like, it's crazy, right? Six figures. And I was like, no, I have enough debt. <laughs> so I, uh, got into sales. I, d- I actually did used car sales when I first got out of college and I did that. And my wife who is German at the time, we were girlfriends, um, gay marriage was not legal. So I moved to Germany to be with her. Uh, we ended up getting married and i actually ended up working in sales and the funny thing is in germany in germany well in berlin there was a lot at least at least at that time this was t- over 10 years ago at that time there was a lot of british companies in berlin because of how cheap it is and there's a lot of english speakers so so don't quote me don't go to berlin now looking for an english speaking i don't know if there's still there. it still, still exists but back then there was a ton of english-speaking jobs in berlin So I got a sales job. I just worked in sales in Germany, in Berlin. And eventually I knew uh, while I was good at it and helped me like kind of really kind of hone in my skill of like speaking. I I still have a lot of work to do. I, it it made me realize that I couldn't do sales forever. And that's when I did marketing.
0: But don't you think that your sales job also helped you be awesome at marketing?
1: Yes, a thousand percent. I think it comes back, and you know, I'll be honest with you. and Some people might hate me saying this, but I think sales should be a lesson some type of course in high school everyone should learn how and if most importantly everyone should learn how to sell themselves
0: can we talk more about this because I think um yeah. I like what are some things that someone might not realize if they've never been in sales or no mm. one's ever said this to them before what are the things people might not realize about sales and what it really means yeah
1: Everyone sometimes people think of sales with like the Wolf of Wall Street, like the sleazy car salesman and stuff like that. And they kinda think, Oh yeah, you gotta buy this, you know, you you know, you need it. you you know. Sometimes they even say things like, you know, you know, if a husband comes in without his wife and they she doesn't he doesn't buy like, oh you think your wife would like if you didn't, you know you're not a real man if you can't make a this you know, they kinda like Pressure you. Sales isn't really about pressuring, you know. Uh, it's I had I had a I had a boss one time say to me, you ha- you can't make personal phone calls during work hours. I was like, no, that was a client. I was making a sale, and sales. Everyone thinks sales is like A B C, always be closing. I think it's A B C, always be connecting. It's like how do you connect with somebody? Like I don't expect to make a sale on the first call. If they if I did, I would question it because they'd probably get a refund. I'm like, why are you buying so quickly? Like, did you, buy, you if they don't ask enough questions, I'm concerned. And sales is also about like, just asking a ton of questions. Like I can't tell you, I, I dig into questions. I'm like, I try to get to know them. And what kind of questions
0: are you asking? Because I think this is important. That's really good. Uh, I literally ask
1: questions of like, what have you done? Like, what is this? Like, what are you, what are you trying to, if, I, if I'm trying to sell them a product that's going to help their business grow, I got to understand what their business is. So I'm trying to understand what is this? What are you growing? And then I try to understand like, what have you tried before? What has worked before? And, and, and if anything, I get, I, I try to get them as comfortable as possible with just answering questions. Another thing about sales is really under mastering your own personality I'm a very kind of like almost like playful person, so I'm I'm halfway cracking jokes, and sometimes also but also understanding the other person. I've had people who were dry as a bone. I I, I now I to- that means I'll tone down my personality. I won't crack as many jokes, but I they will still get a couple of jokes. You know, I won't stop it,
0: which you, they might like. But it's also cool yeah. to meet them halfway, little exactly mirroring of where they're at
1: it's so funny because sometimes like the driest clients will come up and be like, that was the most amazing call. You know, And I would, I'd be like, Oh wow. They were like, you made me laugh so many times. And I'm like, I didn't hear a chuckle. You know, so you're like, kind of, <laughs> like, wait a minute. Are you sure? You know, but yeah, it's really about just under trying to understand who the person is, what they've created, really understanding their pain points. I can't tell you how important it is to understand someone's pain points. You're like, Almost like a therapist in a sense, you know. And then um, another thing with sales is giving them options. I always give people options. I say, hey, you know what? And and also just walk, being okay with like telling someone like I don't even know if this is a good. Like sometimes people are saying like I'll get someone say this is my last couple hundred bucks. You're my last hope. I'd be like, uh, you can't buy this. You need to spend that money on other things. Like this is not, this is not it. Figure here. Let me give you some resources on how to hustle to get more money because like the last thing I want to do is like take someone's last 50 100 whatever to, to make something pretend to work you know telling people that you know giving people the, the the recommendation not to buy something is kind of actually really powerful I've had literal customers say I say like I don't think you're in the right position to buy this product from me or buy this service from me they've come back a year later bought. it like motivated them yeah, it did. They would come back a year later, buy the highest package, and bring bring other people with them. And they'll say, I never forgot what you did for me. I never, and I'll give them resources. I'll give people, give people resources. Don't hold back. Obviously, don't give away the cow, but like give them enough so they can do this, do something. Like if someone's like, you know, I you know, one of the things I currently do is I run ads for people. And I, they kind of, some people can't afford my service. They go, oh, here's, here's, some, here's some YouTube videos. Here's some YouTube videos, check it out, you know, test it out, see what you can do with it. Um, Or or like, you know, I I try to like say, hey, like um, someone says, I, I, you know, I, I, I would love to do this. And I'm like, well, you have some you haven't emailed your list. Try emailing your list for revenue. Like, don't, you know you know, you're, you're kind of just, you just want to do ads, and you're not utilizing everything. So I try, try your best to, to be super valuable to other exactly. people. Yeah, absolutely. And this what you're telling me, just to
0: get back to what we were saying, which was that why everybody in the world should learn sales. It's just because understanding how to approach a new person and to learn from yep. them, you know, what it is, that, what is it that you do in this world? What's your perspective on the world? What are the things that work well yep. for you? What are the things that don't work for you? What are some of the things you've tried in the lessons you've learned and some how are some ways that you know I could be more valuable in your life if everyone approached new humans with that frame they'd probably be way more successful
1: in all endeavors yep yep yeah and that's exactly how how I approach it like like everyone it's kind of funny like um I have a a lot of case studies and a lot of testimonials and all that stuff people always ask me how do you get so much and say "Well, well because I always want I always like I, I try to be as fair as possible and I always try to like leave one. It's almost like, um, like if I notice if I do, if I did my job and I know things are going great, I always try to like leave on, leave things on a good note. So if I'm noticing a client is doing it excellent, then I'll say like, okay, like I think time, I think it's time for us to go into a maintenance mode or it's time for us to, to you just either take over and then, If anything, the client's like, oh my gosh, I didn't know how to break it to you. I didn't know how to tell you that I wanted to kind of like, you know, switch plans or whatever. I say, no worries, don't worry about it. And then I say, can you do me a favor and maybe write a testimonial video? Would you mind if I do a case study? And every time I never had anyone say like, no, when you do that.
0: And that's such a good lesson for dating too, right? When someone's not feeling it, no one to just be cool, back away, yep. not sweat them, yep. not try and cling, not try and make something happen. Yep. Something happen that isn't there. Yep. Um, and have just a good, happy attitude, and that's when the next time you run into them, you can say hi and be cool, and there's no yep. no awkwardness.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think I've had like two clients. Like, every like I've had like two clients come back after I said, oh okay, like you know, and I I always tell them like I, it's like business is personal and. And in a, in a sense, but at the same time, it's still business. So like, it's like, I would, I think I would be better off and, th- and they oftentimes are better off when I just kind of lead the charge of like, Hey, I think it's time for us to kind of think about next level, like next steps. And I always make it, you know, kind of like, you know, I would hate to leave you because I love our meetings. And then they're like, you know, a little chuckle, I'm like, but I think it's, you know, time for us to kind of like, you know, take a step back and everyone's kind of like, oh, slightly relieved because they don't want to like fire people, especially if someone's doing a good job. And I'm like, this isn't a firing. This is a, you know, temporary change of uh work situation, you know, maybe temporary, maybe not. We'll see. And. Like you said,
0: with your sales, you're not trying to sell something that the person doesn't need. Yeah. If you're going to be working with someone, you want to know that you're creating value for them and that Absolutely. it's a good deal for on both sides.
1: Otherwise, it kind of sucks. And and it, I think it's also like I think sales is a really good communication tool. People can use it. it, it and it's really because it, you have to be able to think about it. You're trying to get someone to buy, spend money with you. And so how do you communicate and persuade someone in a natural way where they feel good about it how do you yeah how do you do that well you tell me oh i ask like i said i ask a lot of questions and one thing i do is i take pretty immaculate notes so i'll make sure to say like you know you mentioned for example someone says i paid for this agency but it wasn't worth it i didn't get the results for me that's they're saying like as long as they get the results they're willing to pay for it and how do you prove to someone like you're gonna get the results for them like well Sometimes it's like it's tough because you can't give a free trial for everything. So you're like, well, how about this? How about we do a a simple one month test and see how it goes? You know, if you're not happy anywhere through the month, just stop it and then we'll prorate the rest of the amount. That's it. And all my contracts, I never do these contracts where it's like a year long. It's always month to month and everything's prorated. So if you're not happy, cut it off and we'll prorate the rest. And people feel super confident about that. Like people just don't want to feel locked in. Like they don't.
0: I think the idea of taking notes is also super important for all of us in life. I probably take, I should, I used to take notes more than I do. And I just mean in life, I'll be having a conversation. I'll write down what someone said, uh, not in a creepy way, but just, oh, that was impactful <laughs> or that's a good idea, or I should follow up on that, or we should look more into yep. those things. And I found mm. that the more I was taking notes, the better I was getting in every area of my life. And the less I'm taking yeah. notes, the more I've miss or forget or it like passes through the sieve without me kind of catching it
1: yeah so I definitely take notes and I've actually because of AI <laughs> I've gotten a little bit lazy now but it's also like pretty pretty awesome are you using any AI tools for note taking no I've noticed that I even I don't write as fast as I talk or think so I just started using like these like little AI tools to just like it would just be like, it's like a note taker it transcribes it and then it like gives you the highlights of your call
0: is that on a phone call or does it have to be a zoom or does it have to be- it has to be
1: Zoom. It has to be zoom
0: cool yeah Zoom or
1: zoom or Google meets
0: what's the app call that you recommend or Are there now so many of these that you don't even need
1: there's so many yeah I mean I don't make any I don't make money off of them so I'm, <laughs> I usually just say if you just do AI like zoom note taker there's there is one that I can recommend is called auto or otter 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 AI and that one is like i think there's a free plan
0: right on the one other thing i was going to say about taking notes not only that we miss things that people say but it it also just makes us such deeper better listeners and true when you know you're going to be taking notes it's like you're looking for something to yep. learn and even mm. more you know looking for something to learn in every interaction
1: absolutely couldn't be more note taking is so important especially with with listening like listening i think is a real skill as well like real active listening right being able to listen to somebody and you know I, I had somebody who was like practicing active listening and you know sometimes when you when you do active listening you just kind of literally repeat what they say word for word but that's not really you know active listening is really kind of like listening and this is my opinion listening and then kind of like almost like summarizing it and then reiterating it back to them in a form of a question in some way shape or form kind of say oh based on what you just said and then you ask that question so it still it still continues the conversation instead of just saying you said this is that right you know so that's also important too on top of like note-taking is just how you're listening to the person and how you're engaging with them as you take notes because you also don't want it to be like a, a literal exam where you're like Question one, question two, question three, and then the person just gets bored, right?
0: That's exactly right. It's not very engaging. At the end of the day, you still want to be the kind of person other people f- want to hang out with. Yeah.
1: yep, yeah. yeah. And like I said the, earlier, I said, like, I, I didn't say it, but someone said sales is really all, also about mastering your personality. And I was like, that's so true. Because no matter who you are, people may or may not like you, right? But one thing people don't like is when you're fake. So it's like you might as well just be who you are. And if you can just do that and, and still communicate and listen and, 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 um, and add value, add value. yep. add value. Yep. That's like probably the most important thing is like if you can add value to somebody, even if they don't buy they're they feel in debt to you and they're more likely to help you clear that debt. Or they're like, oh, maybe I can refer. Because like, I even ask them, oh, I wish I could buy her from you. It just isn't going to work out. I couldn't get the approval. And you can ask them, okay, well, do you know anyone who's inter- who might be interested in this? And then next thing you know, like, actually, I do. And then they send the referral. Or they'll say, like, well, maybe take a look at my LinkedIn. See if you know anyone. And, and I'll make an intro. Stuff like that. And that kind of stuff is super powerful as well. Because introductions and people who are willing to vouch for you is, is incredibly powerful.
0: So, in addition to adding value knowing how to ask for things oh, yeah. that other people will be happy to provide
1: yeah mm-hmm. you know what's funny like so my first job out of college was was used car sales and um i worked for a company called Carmax. so on the state i think everyone knows Carmax, right And that was probably a really good decision on my part because it's super corporate. It's super buttoned up. They had like this full on thick sales book I had to go through. And one cool thing was like it was a very structured learning environment, similar to like, you know, like college. So that was cool to learn sales like that. And I remember my sales manager, I went through everything and everything was there. And she was like, you did everything right, but you forgot to do one most important thing. I was like, what is that? She's like, you didn't ask for the sale. I was like, she's like, you didn't ask. Do you want to buy this car today? I was like, yeah, but they would have like, they would have said yes or no, right? Like they would, have, they kind of figured that. Why else are they here? She's like, no, gotta ask for it. Just, just, just outright ask for it. And that was something that I had to overcome. It took me probably like a year or two just to be able to say, would you like to buy this, or do you plan to buy this, or. You know, if someone says, I say, would you like to buy this today? Someone's like, no. I'm like, oh, wouldn't you think you would like to buy this? And just kind of getting that out the way.
0: I don't remember where I heard the slogan, if you don't ask, you don't get. Exactly.
1: Oh, my gosh. Like, it's so true. That is so power. That is so true. Like, Like, I literally just ask people. I'm like, oh do you want this? You want that? You know? And if and someone says, no, no, I don't think I'm interested today. I was like, Oh, do you think you will be interested? In, and if so, when? And if they say no, I don't think I'll ever be interested. I'm like, okay, bye. Like, you know, we'll, we'll obviously a partner better, you know, don't say bye, but just, you know, um, actually ask for a referral if anything, but that's when you know to restructure the conversation as well as restructure your time. So that way you're not wasting, because your time is so valuable. Like you don't want to chase people down who are just misleading you and just kind of like keeping you on the hook. If someone says I don't I don't know when I want to buy, it, I say oh can I follow up in like a month or two months and then yeah sure you know okay follow up you know that way you're not hunting them down or having endless meetings. So like learning to ask for the sale was one of the toughest things I had to do and get and actually get really comfortable with asking someone do you want to buy this or like can you intro me to this person? But if you if you add value first, it feels It doesn't. It doesn't feel authentic. It feels actually like you know they're more than happy to help you because they're like, oh, you gave me so much. I owe you anyways. What can I do, right? So it's always this balance of like giving value and then making sure that you kind of like ask for something, whether it's a sale or some type of like referral, whatever it may be for for your business. So that's something that I had to learn, and you know, and in sales, it's really about like practicing and mastering and you know just keep 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 honing it, keep sharpening the axe ax, right keep sharpening the axe like you know it will get dull just got to get back in there and sharpen it up again
0: i think that's also cool and what's also stands out to me is when you talked about this structured learning environment that mm. the company you went to work for yeah. uh, offered you know i don't know when when you think about oh what's my dream job most people aren't going to say oh used car sales you know and a lot of yeah. people first out of school wouldn't even think to do something like that but they might be surprised as to I need money no but but that's my point is that you know you're thinking of they they might apply for all these hundreds of other kinds of jobs that a wouldn't pay them nearly as much Mm. and b might not put them in the same sort of structured learning environment Mm. where they get so many life skills out of it and so even if used car sales doesn't isn't the flashiest job title that we can come mm. up with offhand. Yeah, it sounds like it really did tremendous things for your life, and oh, it did. And you've had such a cool career, and so yeah, that's so that's so great. I love hearing about it.
1: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, like um, just like I said, I really think if someone can just if even if it's just if, even if it's just reading a sales book, that would actually really help with people um, having. Because like I think we could all learn from sales. I always say my wife loves something; she's the best salesperson you'll ever meet. That woman will sell ice to like a Eskimo if, if if it's like, if she loves it, she's just like, you gotta have this. I'm like, whoa, whoa, calm down. You're coming in hot now, you know. So like, if we could all like take some time to learn sales, obviously if you want to, no, no pressure. But I think it's it's super powerful if you could, you know, if you're interacting with people it's super helpful when it comes to communicating is coming from communication from a sales point of view is very helpful.
0: Yeah. I have to second that, that idea that no matter what you do in life, learning sales is still going to be valuable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. There's
0: almost no career you could possibly have where being good at sales and understanding the principles and how to ask the questions yeah, and how to add value to other people and how to connect mm. and practicing that. There's just no world in which that's not going to make you better mm. at whatever it is that you do.
1: Yeah, even I think even if let's say you don't let's say you don't interact with people, but there is one part part where you do and that is the the interview part. that in itself is worth watching a you know, reading a book or watching a YouTube video about sales because that is so because you have to sell yourself
0: and then in life, right? So sure, in life, maybe yeah. in business it might be the, it might be only one area, but then walk out of mm. walk out of your job and yep. there's a million humans that you're still to some extent, right, having to interact with. Mm. And I think some of
1: the principles carry over. Total total yeah, totally agree. Yeah. I always say, <laughs> I don't know if this is appropriate or not, but I always say like the best sale I ever made was convincing my wife to marry me.
0: I love that. Well, let's let's yeah. go. Let's pivot to
1: that. Let's talk about that. How did you meet? Oh yeah, that's fun. I don't know if she's gonna hate this. So I was. Um, so I'm from LA, Los Angeles, and my wife is from Germany, and she was living in San Francisco, and I, one of my friends, convinced me. Like he was like, we have to go to Pride, and he was turning, I think, like 19 or something. No, he was turning 18 or something. And I was like 19, and he was like, let's go, let's go. And I was like, okay, like so we went up to Pride in San Francisco Pride, which is a very big similar to like New York, right? Like it's kinda like big. So we went up there. I didn't want to go. I was literally kicking and screaming because I was in summer school and I had a lot of stuff to do for that class. And he there was no 18 and over parties. Everything was twenty-one and over. There was only one like 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 club party that was happening and it was a lesbian party and it was 18 and over and he was like let's just go to that because there has to be a game in there right because there's no, like there's no way and i was like sure cuz i don't like to, i don't like to go out either and lo and behold there wasn't a single dude <laughs> and I was there, and I saw this woman, and I was like, she looked like she walked out of a library, because she looked like, or a park or something, she was not dressed like, she was wearing a beautiful, like, jeans and a a beautiful yellow shirt, and, but it wasn't like, you know, clubbing attire, right, and I was like, it was this little cutie pie, and I remember she told me, she she saw me smile, I was smiling at her, and, and she's German, so she's not used to, like, us, like, you know, the, she's used to kind of a slow approach, but I kind of just, like, popped up right in front of her, (laughs) And yeah, it was kind of like I saw her, and then like it was funny. I I when we met like I, I told her she's gonna hate this. I told her like we met. I was like oh we went outside and we were talking, and I was like I was like how old are you? And she was like oh I'm 29, and I was 19. And I was like oh if I was 29, I had to think quick, you know. I was if I was if I was 29, I heard someone say they were 19. I'm like hell no, you know. So I actually told her I was like oh uh, I'm 20 you know and she was like oh okay cool you know so we kind of spent the weekend together and I was like oh I actually kind of like her I feel bad I lied so I told her I was like, "I had to tell you something and she was like what are you tell me I was like I, I lied to you about my age and she was like oh my god and I was like I'm 16 and then she was like what and I was like I'm just kidding I'm 19 and she's like oh my god you know <laughs> That's good,
0: because you kind of took it farther, so that 16, she thought she just broke the law. Right. (laughs) The 19 sounded like a (laughs) relief.
1: And she was like, oh my, the thing was, she just, she used to be, she used to be a teacher, so an elementary school teacher, so she was like, fuck, you know? (laughs) But anyways, you know, obviously, we're both legal, and, you know, so... and I told her, I brought it up to her. I was like, hey, you remember that night? You know, like literally like a couple of years later. And she was like, yeah, you did lie to me. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. I just didn't like, I just didn't know how you would take me saying I'm 19 and you're 29 and stuff like that. So um, good news is, you know, we've been together. That was in 2008. So we've been together for 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? So yeah, we have been together for that long. Yeah, it was so funny. She was like, I can't believe her. 34 and I was like I know you know so we've been together for a while and uh but yeah that's how we met it was like long distance because like it was first long distance from San Francisco to LA and then it was long distance from LA to Germany and I had had a year left of college so I had to finish college and then after college I moved to Germany and I lived about a couple years in Berlin eventually uh gay marriage was overturned and we were able to get married. So we moved back to the States. And we've been kind of going back and forth between like US, Germany, and like in the US we live in Colorado as well. And yeah, it's been an amazing life. Absolutely amazing life. And uh we, about how long ago? Almost, oh my goodness, about eight years, almost eight years ago, we adopted a dog. Um We, bought, <laughs> we adopted a senior dog at like, he was nine years old and he's 17 now. And that's her like best friend. Like I, I literally saw her fall in love with him. Like it was like love at first sight. Like I, I it was my dog. He was my dog. So she's like, no, he's our dog. <laughs> so so um, cause she, she, she never had a pet before. So she didn't know. Like she just absolutely, this dude just burrowed his like himself into her heart. Like he, she loves him, loves him.
0: I'm obsessed with my partner's dog too. She had him she- before we met and he is just, he's my
1: absolute love. I adore him isn't that crazy yeah they're just they're so good at it that's how you know like they can make a connection without a single word that's absolutely true oh man it's amazing he's the best thing ever and I can say he's one of the the lights of our lives like just amazing and really helps with the the the, you know the loneliness in a sense like kind of like you know he keeps me going keeps me gets me outside He's not the best with food motivation. He'd be like, "Yo, let's eat that together." I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm supposed to be eating healthy." He's like, "Nah, get that, you know." (laughs) Uh, uh, But uh, yeah, so we met and we've been together ever since. And um,
0: do you have advice? Because that's a long time. What advice do you have about growing together?
1: I think it's like having patience with each other. Community, you know. Like I think here's the thing: it's hard either way. It's hard either way, like either you're with somebody and you and you, and you you work together or you're not. And you work on yourself and you try to find somebody, Like no matter which route you go. And I think for me, it was always, and for her, it was always like, we want this, so we're going to have to work on it. And especially in the beginning of our relationship, there was a lot of like figuring things out. Because remember, we were long distance. And then we would go from long distance to just living with each other. In a, and for me, you know, in a foreign country, you know, <laughs> Do you have
0: advice for people? Because there's probably a lot of... Because that's a question that does come up. Yeah. Advice for long-distance relationships. And if I'm honest, I haven't really seriously had one. Oh. I had had a a boyfriend when I was in high school. And then, he, Mm. you know, when he went to college. But, I mean, come on.
1: Uh, That doesn't count. I'm a lesbian. Right? You're like... That was your beard (laughs) face. Advice for long-distance relationships. Especially if, like... So, like, I guess it depends on, like, the time zones, right? I think it's a little easier sometimes. I don't know. Well... Sometimes I feel like I feel like when we were like when we had a different time zone, it may have been a little bit easier because like you kind of knew that person was sleeping. So you it's easier to oh, they're waking up and you're kind of going like for me, I was going to kind of going to bed. So we had this like nice long, like, you know, time to talk 30 minutes to an hour. Right. And it was vice versa. I'm going to bed. She's waking up. We had a nice bracket. Right. Um, So it was like literally opposite. So for, for it kind of worked for our situation, and then the same for so because we were living in San Francisco to L.A. It was tough because like we're both working and we're both awake and we're you know what I mean? So there was like it wasn't it, I feel like it synced a little bit better, in my opinion, when it was like a, a different time zone.
0: That's so interesting because I would almost think the opposite because when my on the a few times when my partner's been in Europe since we met, a lot of times when she was getting ready for bed, I was already out doing something.
1: hmm. And so
0: we kind of missed each other, I guess, because it wasn't it was New York, not L.A. So there was more. Yeah, true. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's a big one. I think, again, like it was just our time zone. Like, right. It was just it was just how it was.
0: Yeah. But when we're on the same time zone, at least when we're lying in bed, we can lie in bed, talk to each other. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I think because at the time I was still in college and I was still like running around, like doing different things. And I had a weird work schedule. I was like working at night. Like it was just weird. So it was hard to kind of sync up when we were like, you know, she was in San Francisco and I was in LA. You still made it work. We did. We did. It was tough, though.
0: I guess, but you make a really good point, right? It's tough to be in a relationship, and it's tough it, to be single and to not be in a relationship. It is. That doesn't mean you settle, though. You know, I know you're with the most incredible wife, so that is, yeah. you, as you called her. Yeah. No, I. I
1: this is, this lady is my my rock. She's like like. I I always say, I want to give you the world, you know, because I feel like she gives me the world. And, and I think also another advice that I got from one of her friends was like, relationships is like a dance. At some point, some people, one person is leading and, and the other person is like more following. And I think it's like understanding and almost being okay with like switching certain roles and switching certain, like sometimes I need more support emotionally. Like I, I, Dealing with a lot of like family stuff and drama and she's been just, you know, a rock and helping me kind of like navigate certain things, just letting me mm-hmm. vent too. And it's been vice versa, you know, where she's just kind of like needing me to kind of step up and like take care of more things and like let her vent. and So it's like it's almost like this like dance that you're doing in a relationship. Of like who like who's who's following who's leading and sometimes you're both leading sometimes you're both following and just like being okay to navigate that and also being okay to step on each other's toes and not taking it too personal also understanding how people like for for me if there's an issue I want to talk it out for her if there's an issue she needs time to kind of like need some space and I it took a while for me to understand like that space wasn't I need I needed to give it to her. So that way I didn't take, thing, I would take it personal. Oh, you don't want to talk it out? You know, like, so, okay, I still get to talk it out. I just need to give her space. Um, and just understanding people's love language too. Like she's very, um, uh, like she likes attention. <laughs> so like phone is down, looking at her, listening to her talk. I love words of affirmation. And when you cook for me, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. So it's like a kind of understanding things and also like keeping things, Keeping things light and funny. We try to I try to we try to make each other laugh as much as possible. And you know what's funny? Tell me is I always I hear people say, oh, this person has game. And I always think to myself, you know, who has game are the people in these loving, long relationships. And they're able to make each other laugh. And they're able to make you and they're and they sound interesting. And the and, and you impress the other person and you've been together forever. And yet you're still impressing the other person. You're still making the other person like smile and giggle and, you know, get a little nervous. Like that's game.
0: That absolutely is compared to someone who's just a player and they never bring it. They just make people fall for them and then they disappear. That's a person who can't bring it.
1: Whereas no, no, you're no.
0: showing up year after year and doing year. the really hard work and being amazing and creating please. an amazing yeah. relationship. You're right. That's, that's game. You're right.
1: That's game. And to me, I'm like, to me, like if I went out there into the world, I, what, what I know now, please, it'd be, it'd be cake. It'd be a cake. But going in with somebody who knows all your little charming words and they're like, give me something new. And you're like, ah, you know, it's challenging. I think it, it's, it's really about growth and um, you're challenging each other. No, Knowing when to challenge each other, no winning to be soft with each other, no winning no knowing when to love on each other and just kinda like uh it's just so like yeah. And, and a relationship is not this linear like process of like step one, step two, step three. And because we're not in a traditional, like, you know, quote unquote heteronormative, you know, world where we're like, Okay, first comes love, then comes marriage, then comes the baby and the baby carriage. Like that's not we're going against the grain so like in a sense or at least against what what society considers normal so in a sense like it makes us think about things oh we've been together forever you know and like oh you know people always ask are you gonna are you guys gonna have kids and like it's a super intimate like a question but it's also like kind of like you know people automatically think well oh, you've been together forever aren't you too ready to have kids now? You know? And I think it's like, you know, like, well, we just got a dog. Like, I mean, it was like eight years ago, but we just got, you know, we, we, I think it's also just being okay with building the life you want that isn't going to match everyone's perception of what type of life you should live. I can tell you right now, people did not expect me to be where I am and who I'm with and how I'm living. Like, oh, you know, like, Rosala, I've always thought you would have, you know, kids by now. Because the truth, when I was younger, like in college, I used to work in an after school program and I used to be a part time teacher's aide and stuff like that. So, like, oh, and, and you work, so you do so well with kids. I thought you'd have kids by now. It's like, well, I don't, you know, I don't know. You know, that's just, that's what you kind of put on me. Like, I didn't, I didn't, you know, my life is turning out differently. You know, it's just like being okay with just going completely against or not or just not following what society has laid out for you and just building your own life and not caring what what everyone thinks. That's probably the biggest thing is not caring what everyone thinks. It's so ridiculous how much we care what people think. Agreed. Yeah.
0: And also we're living in a I don't know. Do you think the world has gotten more judgmental or less?
1: I don't think we're judging people enough. I'm <laughs> just I'm just kidding. Um, I was actually saying to my wife again, I was like, I want to make I wanna make inappropriateness great again. Cause I don't think I think there's some inappropriate things happening right now that I'm like, well, that's inappropriate, you know? I think the world is getting more compassionate, but I do think it's I think it's like a it, it depends on where you are. Like sometimes I feel like some things and then maybe just because I like, oh, like people like, oh, you're kind of prudish or something like that. I'm like, no, I just feel like sometimes like like me and my wife don't really show pda too much you know just because that's just how we, we don't feel comfortable like making out in public like we just don't want to do that you know
0: well i mean i guess it depends on how you define pda you just spent the last half hour gushing over the woman you love most and talking about how amazing your relationship is yeah. it sounds like something everyone else would strive for and yeah. so if that's not a public
1: display of affection i don't know what True. is True. That's very that, agreed. Agreed. So that's actually a good point. I love that. And that's you know, it's funny if you were if everyone looked me up like you you actually mentioned before the call you tr- couldn't find too much information about me. I, I I I'm not that active on social media that much, you know. And if I am, it's sometimes I'm talking about like business stuff, like marketing stuff. It's kind of weird because like I'm very much in the world, but I'm not very much in the world, you know. Like I I don't really activate too much on social media but I love but I I am active still I just don't post a lot
0: I don't post personal things either but it more comes from just I would call it maybe even just the 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 I don't want to even call it insecurity but I just don't think anyone would care what I'm doing I think when I do post on social media it goes back to the theme of creating value being valuable to others so when I do post things it's pertaining to lesbian dating and advice I have for how to be happier and more confident, stuff like that. Mm. The, the things that I know people will, will get something out of, whereas yeah. what I happen to be doing today or any other weekend, I don't, I just don't personally, I just don't imagine that people would actually care.
1: So, mm. and it doesn't occur to me to post it. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny, it's a, I always say like, if it's, I, 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 to me, similar to you, where it's like, if I'm not creating value, then what's the point in a sense? Um, but also sometimes I think people sometimes post like, oh, I'm going to Disneyland or whatever, whatever. And I'm like, I, I, I try not to like, I want to be in the moment. So I try not to take out my phone and take photos, you know, because it's like, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't know. I just don't do it. I actually want to go back to the days where we had those little like camera, disposable cameras. They had to wind up I want that those days back, you know. I actually think I was trying to find a disposable camera, you know, that I can just take. I used to love doing that. Like, that was my favorite thing. I mean,
0: I hear you, and it was fun waiting for things to get developed, but I yeah. love having the phone on me. I take a lot of pictures. Oh, I love having it to be able to, Yeah. I don't know, I love it. I love having a camera with me. But I love video editing, and I love. Oh, yeah, that's right.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I, yeah, I'm kind of like, eh, it is what it is, you know? <laughs> um, uh, have you heard that the, the dummy phones are making it a comeback? The
0: dummy phones? Like flip phones?
1: Yeah, like the Nokias and the flip phones, are, they're making a comeback?
0: Yeah, I think because we've gotten to a point in society where because of how algorithms in a, are so beautifully tailored to hijack our attention away yeah. from what we might find most valuable for ourselves, I can see why... If it gets out of control, the idea of returning to just having a flip phone makes sense. I I didn't love having to type. We have to press through the letter three times just to get to it. Oh my god! Um, I think there's got to be a, there's got to be a happy medium.
1: Yeah, yeah. T nine, right?
0: I don't know. I don't know if that was the model. I was is part. that is that some sort of model? Yeah, that was the,
1: the you. Yeah, like you press it like three times, and then like actually, like you used to do it where like if you it would guess the word for you. Like if you press the first three letters oh, you mean this word? And then you would like click. It was, I used to have, a, I had a flip phone for a very long time. And I kind of was like thinking like, oh man, I kind of miss those days where it took forever to send you a text message. It'd probably make you think a little bit more too, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't, I'm not addicted to social media at all. I don't look at it a lot. Yeah. I do enjoy Twitter. Yeah. So I kind of still like my phone. Maybe I haven't come clean with my addiction. Mm. In some ways, I just really like it. I love having anytime I go take a break, I like I could put some podcast in my ear or I can yeah. read a book, uh, whatever book I'm reading, or I can go mm. watch a show in Spanish on Netflix because oh, nice. uh, it helps me practice my Spanish. So I, I kind of love having it with me. It makes me feel like, I can go anywhere and still have all the entertainment and connection that I, that I would want. I love that. Love that. But maybe that just shows uh, my own limitations or my own addiction.
1: No, I I think I actually, it sounds like you're doing it very, with a lot of productivity involved. Pros and cons to everything. I think it also depends on the person too, right? It's such a, we're living in a world where we're kind of like measuring ourselves against other people. And I think if it works for you, then, you know, it works for me, you know, I think I think certain things. I, I know, I know, I get a lot of like, I don't know what's happening in your own, on your life because you don't post. I'm like, yeah, well, call me, you know.
0: Totally, totally, yeah. Yeah,
1: that's why, that's why I'm like, call me, text me, like, you know, if you want to figure out what's going on in my life, you know, no big deal. I'll, I'll keep you updated. Yeah, I'll send you a photo via text. That's how. That's kind of how I, where I am at in my life. It may change. I may, I may become want to do something with it. But as of right now, I'm kind of like, you know, I enjoy just. um no, just chatting with chatting with people like how we're chatting right now, you know? And that's that works perfectly fine for me.
0: Yeah. I totally agree. So one last thing I wanted to ask you about, because we talked about it, and I know you said this was something you were psyched to talk about. So what are some thoughts you have about being true to yourself, not taking other people's conclusions, like having your own filter as you go yeah. through the world?
1: I think You know, and I'm speaking from my own perspective, but I think the world is becoming more and more confusing um, with like everything from what people are doing with their job. Like, no, like (laughs) the standard 40 and 40 is dead and gone, really. Maybe some people are still getting it, but uh, no way, you know, at least at least. The people i know are like they're having to everyone has like a side hustle and you know everything that's you know happening career-wise relationship-wise open relationships you know uh, gender wise you know orientation-wise living arrangements i think it's really about like figuring out and learning to listen to yourself and, and figuring out what you really want and going with it. And another important thing is like if it it being okay if it changes. Like let's say you're cool with something in the beginning, maybe a certain relationship set up and then you're realizing I'm not cool with this or I, or maybe you're like, I actually would rather have it this way and just communicating that, you know. Same with work, right? One minute you're cool with commuting and then you're like, you know what, I want to work from home. You know, how can you, you know, talk to your bosses about like Maybe hybrid first, then remote. I don't know. But I think it's just trying to, f- I don't think, I feel like one of the, outside of like mastering your own personality is mastering, you know, listening to yourself, your intuitions, your wants, your needs. I'm still working on that. I can't tell you how much I'm working on listening to myself. And I someone actually said something beautiful. They're like, anxiety may not be a bad thing. Anxiety may be a way of your body telling you, hey, this, is, this situation isn't good for you, or hey, this, this isn't right, and it's a warning sign of something. I'm not, not always. I, I know some people suffer from anxiety in a different capacity, but sometimes I'll like, oh, I feel, sad. Like I, I feel anxious about something. You know, what am I feeling anxious about? Like maybe it's because I'm trying to force myself to do something I truly don't stand behind. So, yeah, I mean, being true to yourself is a different definition, should be a different definition for everybody, same with success, right? Like, I already think I'm successful. I got a, a loving wife and a dog and I work from home. You know, and it, if I add on to this, it's only up, you know? So I think I think we also need to learn to define success as well. Because, like, we're also comparing ourselves. This person has a car. Or this person has a whatever, you know? and it's, it's, And we're getting lost in the comparison and lost in all types of things. And we're asking people, like, what do you think I should be doing with my life? I'm like, no, what do you want to do with your life? So, yeah, and I kind of went around a little bit of a circle. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's why, you know, I, you know, I'm really passionate about listening to yourself and and just, you know, encouraging others to do the same.
0: Yeah, that's never bad advice. And sometimes just to riff a little bit off of when you talked about the anxiety potentially masquerading as something else. Mm. What I would say about that, too, and on the theme of listening to yourself is sometimes that's not the thoughts we have in our head sometimes that's just maybe it's just actually that we ate something funny mm. and if we don't recognize the uneasiness in our stomach we might be telling ourselves a story in our head and that makes us anxious but sometimes our body holds more information than we realize and the thoughts in our head just take us away from from actually really knowing ourselves and taking a deep breath and feeling our body and feeling where we might have unease
1: absolutely absolutely there's so many different levels like so you know what's funny well not funny but it's interesting you said about like food and it was like I was like oh my god I'm feeling anxious I was like oh no I ate something weird (laughs) like I was like wait I had like three day old pasta I probably should I should do it you know what I mean like it's it's one of those things where you're like wait you know um yeah no you're right it's so true like it's we ha- you know we live in a different world now where we actually have the time to to listen to ourselves, and work on ourselves. And you know I, I'm sure you've heard people all around. So people are working through their trauma, and we have now we have the time, capacity, and even the 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 idea to work on these things and ourselves. And it's just like yeah, in a way, it's like it's a kind of a beautiful thing to be able to do that, right?
0: We're living in an amazing world. We yeah. are. So before I let you go, because I want to be mindful of your time, is there anything, are there any last minute things you want to share? Is there a website women can go to, to learn more about what you do and connect with you? What's the best way people can go to, to, to work with you, to connect with you? Absolutely.
1: Obviously Les Pride as well. Yep. So yeah, I, I would say I would love for for you guys to follow us for Lesbian Pride. That handle is L-E-Z-Z dot pride. You can find that on Facebook as well as Instagram. And our, our TikTok is like underscore lesbian underscore pride. And for me, if you wanna like connect with me, maybe you you know wanna talk about working together, partnering together, you have something. Um, I would say the best place is LinkedIn. So if you wanna find me on LinkedIn, find me under Rizala, R-I-Z-A-L-A and then Carrington. Currently, there's only one Rosala Carrington on LinkedIn, so I should pop up. I'll be pointing at you with my photo, and um, that's the best way to connect with me. I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Yeah, this was amazing. I I'm so grateful that you did this. I'd love to have a. Ha, I, I would love to be on this again. You know, as a follow up. You know, like I said, I'm working on a couple of things, and I look forward to sharing it. You know, once it's like fully evolved and like launched and stuff like that.
0: It'll be so fun to do it again. You're absolutely invited. And I'm so grateful that you shared so much of your heart, so much of your life story, all that gushing you did over your amazing wife and the beautiful relationship you've created together. It's really something people can aspire to. (laughs) Thank you. Overcoming distance and time zones and 15 years of growing in your own ways and staying together. It's really amazing. So I'm so, so grateful and so Glad to have reconnected. Thank you for coming on the podcast, Riz.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Awesome.
0: Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please subscribe, share it with a friend, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And if you want lesbian dating advice from me more often, follow me on Instagram at jordana.michelle. Also, don't forget that womenwantingwomen.com is packed with free resources that can help you build your confidence and have more success with dating. While you're there, you can book a one-on-one coaching session with me to get my personal support in finding the love you long for. Until next time, keep remembering that hot lesbians are everywhere, that love is real, and that the woman of your dreams is on her way into your life in perfect timing. And I'll catch you next time on women wanting women.